When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, happy hump day. We are hanging out with Lori and Julia here. Lori's off a fresh, fresh dental experience. He just said my jaw's killing me. Oh, well, there you go. I was just going to ask, after two it's, hours of talking, how's the mouth feeling? It, it feels, you know, like, wow, that that's... Uh, I don't know why anyone would want to be an endodontic <laughs> dentist and drill in it's people's teeth. It's a great teeth. skill, Lori. No, but I don't know why anyone would want to do that. It's I mean, torture. to me, it just sounds She's like... She's relieving massive pain that you yes, had, and I, she's helping you. And in my nitrous oxide-induced haze that <laughs> I did get into in between clenching and ask, you know, trying to talk with uh, accoutrement in my mouth, I did think... Well, I'm glad I didn't live in the olden days. When they just extracted a tooth... Well, I mean, it hurt so bad a week ago Monday. Right. I was convinced I had jaw cancer because the pain was in my lower jaw all the way up to my ear, into my head, Mm. you know, from it. And I just, and I remember just saying, oh, think of the olden days when people just had to suffer. No amoxicillin, no Tylenol, no, you know, whatever. And I just thought, oh, I would have been a terror. I would you would have been terrible all over uh, on the, but, besides the but pain. It would be, uh, you would have hated to do the work. I would have hated all of you that. You would have been Making terrible. bread every day and sweeping out a grate. Oh, God. Sweeping? I, I mean, <laughs> it, when I think of the olden days, I think of sweeping out grates. <laughs> well, you know, to have a fresh fire and make another fire. Yes. You always oh, had my. to have the fire going. <laughs> I've watched sweepers. too much grit TV with my dad. <laughs> The Zipper and I watched a good one this week. What did you watch? Uh, it was called A Strange Country. And, of course, I sent Casey a note. And he is like Rain Man since his motorcycle accident for old movies. Love it. This movie came out in 1958. Gregory Peck, Charlton Heston, Chuck Connors, Burl Ives, who wins an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Tell me the name of the movie again. A Strange Country, and it's directed by William Wyler. And it's the first... You can just rattle all those names off the top of your head. No, I Googled this after I watched the movie because um, I really do love that grit TV. (laughs) I've never even watched it once. It's just all Westerns. Oh, okay. okay. They have John Wayne Week like once a month. Oh, okay. But um, so William Wyler and Gregory Peck, this is 1958. So this is before, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird. They have this idea for this Western, and it's the first pacifist Western made. So that the main guy in the Western, Gregory Peck, he doesn't want to shoot and kill anybody. He's not going to draw his gun or 
hang a man or get in a shootout. He's come out west to, you know, marry this lady, you know. So, but it's a pacifist, but there's some great fist fighting in it and some horse tricks. It was a very enjoyable Western. All right. I got to say. Like, we could watch that. Yeah, I mean, sure. if you're a Western fan or you know somebody who's a Western, and I say, Casey, I said, my dad and I just watched a great Western, a strange country, and Casey's like, oh, yeah, great movies. Burl Ives won an Academy Award. Now, he just, I had to Google all that, but he really likes his Western and mob movies. Uh, your brother. I I know he does. Mm-hmm. I um I'm obsessed with Diva Dancers on Bravo right now. Oh, it's finale. Did the don't finale tell me, don't tell yeah, me that. Think, no, no, no. Okay. I'm kind of I like it. Okay, and good. What one woman gives up to, to follow her passion, mm-hmm. including her children and her husband. I mean, she doesn't give them up, but she has one very understanding husband. Uh, do you do you remember after Casey took dances dance lessons, and I said we could enter in the no, you couldn't. We could enter in the ballroom dance scene, but it would take all of our time and money. It takes a lot. Because even when I did the Twin Cities, you know, Dancing with the Stars and work with Arthur Murray, uh, I worked quite a bit. Uh-huh. Oh, but, God. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, I, I know, legs, I know. Your feet, and I remember this after we did um, Project Down and Dirty, the musical. Mm. From the dancing, your legs get so firm mm-hmm. i want to take it up just for that well speaking of broadway i went down another google uh uh you know r- rabbit hole neil texted us yesterday and said i i always am struck by the fact that ethel merman and ernest borgname were married <laughs> you know they were married for less than a year and she's you know the one give my regards to broadway oh, saying with rosalind russell yes, anything yes. you can do but i thought ethel merman and i think he was her last husband. she gave him a year a year 1964 divorced in 1964 i don't know sometimes i really can go down a rabbit google hole um for movie stuff mm-hmm. you know i'm like i, I gotta I find that out I agree. Well, here's kind of an old vintage thing about um, somehow another. Um, there's a new book that's coming out um, called Jackie Public Private Secret. Mm-hmm. And excerpts are coming out. And I'm talking about Jackie O. Oh, Jackie Kennedy. Jackie Kennedy Onassis. Mm-hmm. And talks about when after she um, the death of JFK in the mid 70s, um, she met. She was hired by, I don't know if it was Random House, I don't know who, what book publishers she worked for, but she was to woo and get kind of famous celebrity clients. Big names big, for memoirs. Big names yes, for memoirs. Yes. And she met Warren she Beatty. Was, she did Michael Jackson. She convinced him into doing a, a memoir with her publishing, whether it was Random House or Simon & Schuster. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. remember. But... um I feel yeah, like she it was, did. She was successful yes, at doing this. She was at wooing, and so um, she found Beatty interesting. Warren Beatty at first, they had a few dates. One that ended up with a night, an overnight in her Fifth Avenue apartment. However, the dalliance ended a few months later because uh, we're calling Jackie O the philanthropist. Thought, which she was, the Bonnie and Clyde star Warren Beatty. Who was considered a Casanova well, yeah. at the time oh, sure. was self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. She reportedly felt Beatty was consumed by his own career in movies. All he wanted to do was talk about directors and producers and films, and she just wasn't into any of that. God, he was beautiful. Yeah, he really by the was. end of the relationship, the mother too reportedly thought 
it had lasted two weeks longer than it ever should have. Okay, I like that. I do like that. I do like knowing that, though. That would be kind of a fun book. The quote I saw, well, it's J. Randy Tabarelli. So he's kind of a tabloid, always does unauthorized biographies. Speaking. And he did one on Michael Jackson. Yes. He's done a number of them. But the quote I liked um, was uh, Jack, he said about Warren Beatty um, as a lover. Oh, he's fine. Men can only do so much anyway. That's very funny. There was this line... Um, oh, I'm not going to remember it, so never mind. I'm choking for a second. All right. And Cindy Adams. Yes. She, who only is writing just here and there, but I've, I... Scathing! I, I, scathing. She does seem like she's 89 or 90. She's just what writing... What did she write about this um, book? I think about Megan, and it's... Oh, no, this was a while ago. Okay, so she's been writing, okay, a couple different things, but she wrote about... Um, um, we've, you know actresses going after princes we've seen this time and time and time again speaking of Meghan markle and prince harry you know mm-hmm. and so she kind of went into that mm-hmm. but she has been kind of writing a little bit so that's kind of she's a fun scathing she's got a good sharp tongue and a sharp pencil yes she's fun to read in the new york post she's very mean in person she was we had nice. her in studio. I thought she was with. She was nice, but she was horrible to us on the red carpet at Australia. Yes, she was. I I remember her in studio with her dog Jazzy mm-hmm. and her book that she wrote, which I still have. I still have it. I sent that to my friend Sandy, who yeah. had a little, a little Yorkie, wasn't Yorkie, it? Yorkie, that's yeah. the dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We All still right. have three minutes, Lori. So quit. Okay, you well, can't see the clock right where you are right I, now. I can't, but I got to tell you, now we have more court documents coming out about Kevin Costner's estranged wife. This is a court filing obtained by people, and it, it in great detail. Nobody is filing for anything being uh, sealed. She uh, alleges that Kev, he broke the divorce news to their kids over a ten-minute Zoom call. And she was very upset at the handling of this. She said she wanted the kids to not hear it through an outside source, i.e., how do you keep that, you know, off their phones? Exactly. And shared with him several articles about the importance of talking to your kids together. Yes, and in person. As a united front, he disregarded my proposal. Instead, he insisted he had the right to tell them we were getting divorced first. And tell them privately without me present. After a 24-year relationship from his hotel room in Vegas, he told our three children we were getting divorced over a 10-minute Zoom without me present. He can't. He was going up. to be home five days later. He could have easily flown home to have the conversation in person. <gasps> this, Rup, doesn't, this doesn't. He is really acting out right now and i think she filed first and it oh, caught she him off definitely guard. did and she it caught him off guard did. remember and he, he is, said he was stunned yeah and he is not ooh. a source close to kevin said well christine filed for divorce while he was filming on location and she didn't wait for him to come home to file for divorce right people don't do it that way how do you know i don't know we don't know. He said, she said, and we'll be right back with okay. the Dirt Alert with Grant. Hey, everybody. Um, fun 
news. If you live in the southern, southern area, and if you um, kind of maybe commute to and from Rochester, the new Hammonix location, the Hammonix Flooring Solution, is opened in Rochester, located around Highway 14 next to Northern Tool. They have the largest selection of in-stock flooring for your home or business, and they look forward to seeing you soon. For more information, always go to hammernicks.com. And, you know, whether you're doing commercial or residential, they've got designers there ready to help you and to help stay in your budget and figure out, you know, you might, this might not be your specialty, figure out what kind of flooring works with other flooring and works with your house and all that kind of stuff. That's why they have the designers and they um, are wonderful to work with. I, I think that's just a lovely thing. People are going to be very happy in that quadrant of the state. Ironix Interior Flooring Solution. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. What kind of dirty dirt do you have for us today? We've got some good stuff to talk okay. about here. Well, it was not what a couple well a couple weeks ago we heard Britney Spears finally reconciled with her mom for the first time in years, and yes, you know she said that they had they hadn't been in touch and for a long time, and it was so good to see her sweet mama, and she made even a joke that she loved to go shopping with her. It just seemed like a really positive, you know, um, family relationship back in Britney Spears for Britney Spears, right? So. Today, we are learning that she put out on Instagram on Tuesday night that she actually has had a chance to hang out with her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears. And we all know that they had a pretty tumultuous relationship previous oh, to this my meeting. God, yeah, Very much say. so. So she said that in a lengthy caption to this Instagram video, she, where she, she was dancing on a boat with her husband, Sam Asgardi, the caption said, uh, in a, it said, Spears revealed that she had paid a visit to her sister last week on the set of her Paramount Plus film reboot, Zoe 102, which we just talked about a couple days ago. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for fans of the Zoe franchise, for sure. And just the fact that they're getting together. She right. said it was so She's nice. She's called her sister out so much. Yes, yes. she has. She so. says, it was so nice to visit my sister on the set last week. I've missed you guys so much. Loyal girls stay home, but it's so nice to visit my family. So that last part I didn't understand. Loyal girls stay home, but it's so nice to visit my family. Family, but she admitted that she got to hang out with her sister. So it looks like she's making uh, hard, uh, hard efforts to reconcile with her family, but her father, which. Oh, that'll never happen. That will never happen. Mm-mm. So, and nor should it. Nor should yeah, it. Right, no, Brittany did. She instead on it. I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did a nice video on it. So congratulations for her for making some, you know, getting that connection to some solid family foundation um, that was not there for her for a long, long time. Uh, Larissa Pippen, did you guys uh, see what she's going to get from Scotty Pippen? And his Larsa. Me- Larsa, excuse Larsa. me, Larissa. I don't know. I always call her Larissa. Yeah, Larsa. Larissa She's on OnlyFans, too, by the way. She is. For mm-hmm. her feet. For her feet. Going back to feet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it has been uh, officially, <laughs> according to legal documents, it her an L.A. County court basically specified that Larsa's rights to Scotty Pippen's Chicago Bulls 401k and his savings plan plus trust. Yeah, this she, is a big win for the, her. Big win. That she gets what? 50%. How long were they married? They were married like... Uh, From 1997 to 2016, I believe. That's a long time. Yeah, oh, no. a long time. They have the four kids. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was something, though, that they were fighting about. And, you know, because yep. they got married and be- they Before didn't have a prenup. She should get half of his 401k. But this is why, you know, him, her dating Michael Jordan's son, and now talking about having a child together, it's all just so That's cringy, but but at the same time, I mean, that's... That's people's rights, yeah, either yeah. way, whichever way it works. So the big deal is Pippen made, it is clear that Pippen made over $100 million while playing for the Chicago Ooh. Bulls, but that remember how I said that she is owed 50% of that Chicago Bulls yeah. 401k? He has spent a lot of that money. Yeah. So there's an issue right now where there's He not, got into his 401k ahead of time. Ahead of time. Oh, no. And oh, there's, there's not some... even enough money in there to give her half of what she is owed. So right now she could take almost everything that he has Whoa. because what is remaining in his accounts and what she is owed is more than yeah. what he has. That's not she, a good thing yeah, to do. Yeah, she's very stuck up on the Real Housewives of Miami. You don't I, like her. Oh, I don't like her at all. She's just... Yeah. She's... Well, you know what? She's criminally dull. <laughs> okay. And that is... Dull. That's a crime. Yeah, it's a crime that's to be a criminally crime dull. She is so dull. That's so <laughs> That's my main reason I don't like I don't know her. How, yeah, I really, besides her... Con- These I don't, are all good reasons. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know how she got so popular or even got famous. Oh, Kim yeah. Kardashian. Oh, that... we met her on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Kardashians. They were oh, that's yes. how. Okay, the Kardashian and, effect. And Kim dumped her because she, I don't know, she got in the middle of Kim and Kanye. Yeah, well, never, never... a good place for a friend to find her or himself. No, not at all. But between um, the couple, never, never mm-hmm. want to get yourself involved in that because yeah. it just leads to some heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Moving on to some TV news news, Geraldo Rivera said he's quitting Fox News. He's leaving The Five, one of the very popular shows on Fox News, and he's doing this on his own accord because he said, quote... Um, Can't take all the lion? Yes, <laughs> pretty much. He said, the, it's been, he said, I hope it's not my last adventure. It's been a rocky, it's been a rocky ride, but it has also been an exhilarating adventure. And he said that The Five, where is it here? There was a growing tension that goes beyond editorial differences, mm-hmm. which made him no longer, which made it no longer worth it for him to be a part of it. So he, yeah, he's, you know, he was one of the more liberal voices on that show. And he just said, I'm sick and tired of... Of, of like, you know, the election was stolen and there's big, you know, all this Q stuff. Nobody can, nobody can stomach it anymore. Don't, no one wants to hear about it. Yeah. And he and even. So he would probably as a longtime journalist, both opinion and fact, it's just like, you guys, how long are we going to be in this pretend world? Yes. And in fact, he got suspended for something to that very similar back when they fired Tucker Carlson. He tweeted out basically saying that he found Carlson's theories about Jan 6 capital and mm-hmm. insurrection to be BS. And that ended up leading to his suspension from Fox News. So yeah. he's just like, you know what? If you guys are going to treat me like that, I'm out. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. So good for Geraldo for taking. My gosh, isn't he seventy something? Oh my gosh, he's. I, I mean, he we looks grew great. up with him. Yeah, he's yeah, been he's been around for a long time. Yeah. I can see how he'd be tired. Yes, very much so. Um, Sharon Osbourne has been out in public, and she is looking very, very skinny. We've oh, that's Ozempic. Okay, Please. and she admits to it. So yes. tell her, tell her the headline. Yeah, basically, she said that she has lost over thirty pounds, and she admitted to using the diabetes drug off-label Ozempic for her weight loss. Um, she had previously had lap band surgery in nineteen ninety nine, but had yep. it removed in two thousand six, and she just said that she's been struggling. With her weight for so long, revealing that she lost thirty pounds with Ozempic. And if you kind of look at the pictures that I, you know, Julia's got in them over four there, four months, thirty if, pounds. And she says though that she, I'd be fi- fibbing if I didn't say that I was nauseous mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And she says she's not a big fan of it. She kind of regrets it, but she's down thirty pounds. Yeah, but she also has pancake ass. That's another side effect. Everything starts Sunken to Sunken face, and then pancake. your butt becomes a pancake, a flappy pancake. Saggy pancake. Mm-hmm. And but your you can fit sag. into a size zero. Okay, but some, know, you still got to take off your she pants. Really, she really, she remember how she sick. regretted the last facelift that she had when she was on the talk? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. she's been she, saying, yeah. But it's hey. terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I she agree. No, I agree, yeah. honey. I agree, but I like that she's admitting it. We are going straight to authentic Mexican food. Um, and El Burrito Mercado has you covered. The patio is open. The Placita, they have lunch, dinner, happy hour events, live music, and more. They've got an outdoor bar and a carrito food trailer. And it's um, they have just so many fun things going on. But remember, happy hour at El Burrito Mercado Tuesday. Through Saturday from three to six, five dollar food and drinks. Such a great deal. You can't beat that. You also can't beat the fact they offer Mexican breakfast, eight to eleven every single day. We love being able to go into the deli and just grab so like I it's too hot to cook. I am only getting grab and go stuff. In the in the deli and their grocery store and their marketplace yes. with authentic Mexican gifts, which are really cool and fun. And they've got a lot of potting pots right now for gardening. Yes, it's beautiful a- shopping in the marketplace. That's El Burrito Mercado. It's quite the scandal. Okay, so yesterday we talked very, very briefly about Quincy Jones talking about some of his feelings about Michael Jackson. And just to remind you, Quincy Jones met Michael Jackson when he was 12 years old. They worked together on three albums, Off the Wall, Thriller, and Bad. And then in the 80s, Michael Jackson ended his relationship with Quincy Jones because he thought he was an out-of-touch producer. And um, And really, those were Michael Jackson's best albums. They were his best albums. So how this even happened is Vulture interviewed Quincy Jones and said, what's something people don't understand about Michael Jackson? And he didn't mince words. And he said, I hate to get into this publicly, but Michael stole a lot of stuff. He stole a lot of songs. What? So then we were talking about it, and a listener sent us thing that we should listen to um, Paul Anka on the podcast Smartless. Mm-hmm. And Smartless is Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, Sean Hayes love it, and um, Will Arnett. It's great and they trio. come out once a week. And okay. they also, not to pub them too much, but they have a show on HBR yes, Max do. that's hilarious. The three of them together, funnier than hell. They're good. They are. They're mm-hmm. very good. They're and funny. and Paul Anka is Jason Bateman's 
father-in-law. Yes. He is married to Paul Anka's daughter, Amanda. Amanda. Right, yeah. Okay, so here is, so I went back and I listened, this was like a year and a half ago, and I went and listened to it last night, and Paul Anka really was the bomb. Really, really the bomb, and still performs about 70 dates today, and he's in his mid-low 80s. Mm-hmm. And um, he talks about in the 80s, he was doing a duet album. You know, trying to think of something do just yeah. to keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. And Michael McDonald's was on for some, and Michael Jackson, he kind of reached out, and he'd never worked with them before, and and he didn't think anything would come up. But Michael Jackson ends up showing up in the studio in California somewhere, and he they spend a couple days together, and he goes, and Michael Jackson, you know, when we do these things, everyone can play an instrument, but Michael Jackson couldn't. And then he does a beep, 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 you know, that sound. He yeah. said, but he was very good at that. Yeah. And so they spent not a lot of time together, but they wrote three songs together. And then Michael Jackson Thriller is taking off big time. We're in the early 80s, big time. And Michael Jackson just decides he doesn't have time for this and leaves. But when he leaves, he takes the tapes of the songs that they wrote together. Uh-oh. And so... I'm already getting nervous. Oh, well, this one's juicy. So what happens is... He, um, Paul Anka says, you know, I'm not a litig- litigious guy because it's so much time. It's it's crap. But, you know, he's he took the stuff we worked on. And so Michael Jackson ends up giving back the tapes to Paul Anka in the 80s, but also made dubs. Mm-hmm. OK, so now we're going to start where Paul Anka is talking about how much, much later in the early 2000s, like the year Michael Jackson died, mm-hmm. he finds out this. Tapes are gone. I'll leave a hunk out. The lawyers decide to convince him, give him back the tapes. So he gives me back the tapes, but he's gone. I can't finish the project. Now, this is the 80s. The years go by. And what happens when he comes back on the This Is It tour? I get a call from Harvey over TMZ He said, Paul, there's a Michael Jackson record out called This Is It, and we think you wrote it, and it's his tour, it's uh, the name of the show, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, Harvey, let me do some homework. So I get a hold of the record, and what happened was the original title was called I Never Heard. This was called This Is It. When I hear the record, the first line is, this is it, here I stand. They took the first lyric turned it into the tour title, and indeed, it was the song that we wrote together. Well, now it hits the fans. So now we get the same lawyers on the phone again, and there's a big conference call. <laughs> blah, 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 what are you doing? It's our song. Did you, oh, you know, lawyers, oh, we didn't know, blah, blah. I said, look, let's make it real simple. You're stuck. <laughs> Your tour is named. You got a record coming out in a week. We'll make this very sweet. I want half of everything, or you're not going to put it out. Well, we got everything. So then after This Is It came out, I got a call from um, the guy that was running Epic Records, L.A. Reid. He said, did you write a song called Love Never Felt So Good with Michael? I said, yes. He says, well, it's coming out with Timberlake and Michael. I said, well, what did you do? He says, we found these tapes in his drawer. We thought they were his. Mm -hmm. And we made a record out of it. I said, well... Great. It's going to be half of everything. Let me give you an address. <laughs> yeah. well, thanks for doing the heavy lifting. Let me. Yeah. So basically, wow. 
So when Michael Jackson was going on the This Is It tour mm-hmm. and he was going to have 21 dates in a row at 50 dates at O2 Arena. O2 Arena in London, we are on the air watching TMZ and find out that he's OD'd on propofol and something else. And yes. so he dies before the album This Is It comes out. Mm-hmm. Now play This Is It, the song. Just so people know. Yes, got it right now. Um. So anyway, because wasn't that the name of the concert? That was the name of the concert. Prep, prep that was the name of his tour. Yeah. That was the name of the movie that did they did after he passed away. And the we, album. We felt bad because we did not believe he would ever even be able to perform any of these things. We we're like, how is this guy going to sing Fifty Nights? 100%. Or whatever it was. Right, because he was so weak. We saw Real. Little, Remember, we, we got a little bit of a cut out of it. So that's Paul Inca's song. Okay. okay. So then um, we find out that um, Paul Inca, you know, back to Quincy Jones, mm-hmm. the producer that he worked with before, said that um, he went on to say that he refers to Beats. That was named Billy Jeans with Joel, which um, Quincy Jones said came from Donna Summer's 1982 song State of Independence. Mm. That was originally recorded by John and Vangelis or something. And the songwriter claimed that Billy Jean, they admitted to stealing the riff, guitar riff from the Donna Summer album. That made Billie Jean so famous. Um, the notes don't lie, man. Jones told Vulture. And then he said he was Machiavellian and a greedy, greedy man. Michael Jackson. Yes. And then he also called out a section of don't stop till you get enough. Don't mm-hmm. stop. Don't stop till you get enough. Mm-hmm. Don't stop. Which was written by keyboardist Greg Philaganus. Michael should have given him at least 10% of the song and gave him nothing. Yeah. And so other artists say Michael Jackson borrowed things from him. In 1994, the pop star successfully defended himself, though, against accusations that he stole part of Thriller, The Girl Is Mine, and We Are the World. And then in the, he was sued in Italy. He was sued in Belgium. Jeez. And then outside of the courtroom, Daryl Hall and John Oates said that in 2022 that Jackson once apologized huh. for stealing from the duo's song, I Can't Go For That, No Can Do. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. For Billie Jean. So that was God, Billie Jean is also just all over the place. from Hall and Oates. Wow. And then from Thriller... Mama say, Mama say, Kukasma, Guma say. That's also stole, stole on the song Wanna Be Come, Starting Something, which Michael Jackson settled out of court in 1986. He lifted from a Cameroon musician, Mano de Barri. Okay. So he, he had. There's a trend here. I know. So Ed Sheeran, you know how he gets the crap. Yeah. Michael Jackson literally stole songs and tried to claim they were his own. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that wow. was kind of. Kind of interesting. And I, then it goes on to another song. Now I want to read Quincy Jones's uh, so memoir. Bad. Yeah. So bad. Because <laughs> he's worked with everybody. Everybody. And he also said that um, another song, he got a call. Drake is doing this song. Oh, yeah. And it's one of, the, it's the third song that Paul Inka wrote with Michael Jackson. Oh. And he says, I don't really want to work with those guys because I don't think we have the same language of music. Yeah. And basically said, Drake can have that one. Yes. He kind yeah. of said, because he made so much <laughs> money, money yeah. off of the other two. And he also wrote, 
I did it my way. Yeah, you did my way. For Frank Sinatra, when Frank Sinatra said he was going to retire and he's making one last album. Yeah. And he said, I'd like you to write me a song because Paul Anka offered forever because he worked with the Rat Pack and the Mob in Vegas in the early days forever and always offered to write songs because he says, I'm a songwriter. I'm a poet. And they always said no, but Frank called him and said, write it. It took him five hours to write. I did it my way. I love that song. And he said, I knew Frank inside out. I knew all the picadillos of his yeah, language and everything. Right. And then he said, I just gave it to him for free. Jeez. But he is a very interesting, interesting guy. And I want to know more about him. And he wrote a memoir. Well, when we come back, Grant, you got to come back with the song Diana, which I remember my mom and dad had the 45 of this Paul Anka song. It's an oldie, but it's kind of a goodie. You I might recognize song. it. And uh, I mean, you know, of course, he also wrote the corniest song in the world. She's having my baby. Oh, oh what a Lord. lovely time to <laughs> oh tell her how much I love her. We'll be right back. Soaring to number one. I believe he also wrote Puppy Love, which then Donnie Osmond turned He wrote into so it. many songs. Yeah, oh. he really. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. That was, that was a great deep dive for sure yeah Yeah, it really was okay so i'm going to give people some ideas if they were it's a 92 degree it's hot out it's beautiful (laughs) summer solstice is happening we're now in the onset of the cancer season which means Lori's birthday's right around the corner a lot but it's the water sign so to celebrate the zodiac's crab we could you could take a dip in a pool or a lake, or I wish a I river. Had a pool. Dip your toes in the water. State your intentions for summer, <laughs> and it's a little little ritual you could have. You could okay. light a candle, for a little sliver of energy of the sun. You could invite yourself over to somebody's house and have a social gathering. You could write a letter. You could <laughs> you could <change> your garden. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm celebrating the solstice. I'm going out because I can write letters outside of ten o'clock. I'm, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to write letters. Okay, do you but know, Lori, it is going to be beautiful. Sol is the Latin word for sun, and sisto is stop. Solstice. Sisto is what? Stop. Go yoga. Take a walk. Go yoga. I looked that up while you that. after yeah. you mentioned that. That looks like a fantastic time. Baby goats are just. Adorable, and I could do some goat yoga. I, it's kind oh. of unbelievable. They were just frolicking all I around. I kind of love it. And I wondered about, for a second, how do you not get Peter pooped on by the little goats, the little baby goats? Well, dogs <laughs> don't pee on you. You know, puppies don't pee on you. Yeah, all right. Well, it's not like a baby you I, hold closely. You know, yeah. they're on the ground. Yeah, all right, all right. So I, I just... want to give a shout out to Christine who let us know. Remember, Paul Inka also did Times of Your Life, which maybe you could find. Oh, right. getting it right now. Which became, no, the, oh. became the classical Kodak commercial. Oh. The first season of Mad Men did an episode loosely based on the topic. Wow. That's a good deep I want to read. Those are two memoirs. Quincy Jones. I'm on hold to read Barbara Walters. I've been on hold for six months to read her memoir. Because it came out so long ago. And they There's, don't have many copies. Yeah. I have been on hold Audition? Is forever. that what it's called yes. or something like that? And mm-hmm. I think Quincy Jones, Paul Anka mm-hmm. um, would all be really good ones. Um, Julia, you're always up on all things sports. Here we go. I love it. Thank you, Christine. I'm telling you. I, I wow. like learning about these people. Yeah. Okay, tomorrow we're at the Chan Hassan Dinner yes, Theater. Please come visit us. It's 
It's super Our fun. Our people on that side of town. Uh, we yeah. expect you to join us. We want Come you in to from join the heat. us. That's right. Take a break from the heat. Come have a from cocktail. a cocktail and a poo-poo. That's right. They always have the good <laughs> poo-poo. They do have good poo-poos. Do you know That's appetizer in about Hawaii. the sport called paddle? P-A-D-E-L? That no. Andy Murray is champion. You know, another sport. Do you know about this? Tell me everything. I I don't know anything. <laughs> it looks like a different shaped paddle. Is it not pickleball? It's no, just it's paddle? not pickleball. It's called Listen, paddle. It's there's the not going to be enough courts for all this stuff that needs to go on. It's the most popular sport you've never heard of, according to CBS Morning's uh, News. Vlad gave us the report. It's fun. It's competitive. It's good exercise. Sounds like pickleball all over again. It says it's a rocket sport typically played in doubles on an enclosed court slightly smaller than a doubles oh, tennis I do court. Know. You don't you use the walls? It's like yeah. it's like racket rocket. What's that thing? Racquetball. Racquetball. Yeah, like racquetball. Yeah. But you and you hit off the walls. There's no way. This sounds like a nightmare. The main difference are that the court has walls and the balls can be played off of them in a similar way to the game of squash. Oh, no. No. There is no way. I can't even. The ball is coming at me and I can't hit it. And if it came (laughs) off a wall, I would be so SOL. Yeah, I told the guy once that I was experienced at playing. That game. I'm sure you in the did. Thing. When, and, and I'm an artificial incinerator oh, on oh weekends. God. I was ducking like crazy. Oh, racket, when those, racquetball is one of the hardest sports to play when it just comes off the walls oh. at you. And it's loud. And unless oh, my ears are impacted you, you with wax. You would pickleball court. Oh, no, I mm. would never. That's why I just think about it. You know, I just you could think join about me tonight. It. Oh, that sounds terrible. My jaw hurts. Julie. I had a root canal today. That's true. I can't the swelling went down. I know, but I can't be jumping around. Oh, of course you can. You're going to have excuse every day for this. Oh, please. When we're in the home. Huh? When we're in the home. Yeah. Later on in our life. Yeah, I'll talk about all the times I thought about playing pickleball. <laughs> you could write a memoir. The reasons right. why I never played pickleball. pickleball. But I thought about it. Starting I'm, with the letter A. That's right. I'd rather eat an apple than play pickleball. And it all came down to her her, her little homily. I can't see. I see nothing. I see nothing. ISN. ISN. I see nothing. I see nothing. I hear nothing. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. Hope everyone had a good time. Enjoy your summer solstice. Grant, thanks for everything. And tomorrow we're on the road again. We hope you join us at the Chan. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I love going there. You guys always have great crowds there. I know. And we won't be. It's been really fun. Yeah, we won't be back on the road till the fair. Fair. This has been really a fun thing to do. Yeah. I mean, our radio station knows you can't plan things like this in July. Oh, no. People are gone. Yeah. 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 So we get it. We get in all these broadcasts in it was June so fun. for Pride Month. It works out perfect. It really did. Why isn't mm-hmm. the music not playing? I feel like because we have another minute. <laughs> yeah, so you're trying to rush us out. I want you to know that Gracie Abrams, who's opening for Taylor Swift, um, is the daughter of film director J.J. Abrams and the creator of Alias. And oh, lost. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, Her song, I Miss You, oh. I'm Sorry, has 100 million streams on Spotify, and she opened for Olivia Rodrigo on the That's Sour right. Tour. Yes, 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 yes. And then Owen, a powerful R&B singer, is only male opening act, and then Girl in Red is this uh, moniker for a Norwegian-born singer-songwriter. Wow. And Minneapolis has very high scalp tickets. Very high. There's a huge article in the New York Post about it. The lowest price I see is $1,000. Before fees. For what? For Taylor Taylor Swift. Oh, God. Here at Bank Stadium. Wow. Yeah. 
All right. Have a good night, everybody. We'll be back. Job done. Off you go.